Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November 6th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're looking at numbers 2541 through 2550 of the Catechism. 2. The Desires of the Spirit, 2541. The economy of law and grace turns men's hearts away from avarice and envy. It initiates them into desire for the sovereign good. It instructs them in the desires of the Holy Spirit who satisfies men's heart. The God of the promise always warned man against seduction by what from the beginning had seemed good for food, a delight to the eyes, to be desired to make one wise. 2542. The law entrusted to Israel never sufficed to justify those subject to it. It even became the instrument of lust. The gap between wanting and doing points to the conflict between God's law, which is the law of my mind, and another law, making me captive to the law of sin which dwells in my members. 25.43 But now the righteousness of God has been manifest apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Henceforth, Christ's faithful have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. They are led by the Spirit and follow the desires of the Spirit. Two, sorry, three, poverty of heart. 2544. Jesus enjoins his disciples to prefer him to everything and everyone and bids them to renounce all that they have for the sake of For his sake and that of the gospel, shortly before his passion, he gave them the example of the poor widow of Jerusalem who, out of her poverty, gave all that she had to live on. The precept of detachment from riches is obligatory for entrance into the kingdom of heaven. 25.45 All Christ's faithful are to direct their affections rightly, lest they be hindered in their pursuit of perfect charity by use of worldly things and by an adherence to riches that is contrary to the spirit of evangelical poverty. 25.46 Blessed are the poor in spirit. The Beatitudes reveal an order of happiness and grace, of beauty and peace. Jesus celebrates the joy of the poor to whom the kingdom already belongs. The word speaks of voluntary humility as poverty in spirit. The Apostle gives an example of God's poverty when he says, For your sake he became poor. 25.47 The Lord grieves over the rich because they find their consolation in the abundance of goods. Let the proud seek and love earthly kingdoms, but blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Abandonment to the providence of the Father in heaven frees us from anxiety about tomorrow. Trust in God is a preparation for the blessedness of the poor. They shall see God. For I want to see God. 25.48 Desire for true happiness frees man from his immoderate attachment to the goods of this world so that he can find his fulfilment in the vision and beatitude of God. The promise of seeing God surpasses all beatitude. In scripture to see is to possess. Whoever sees God has obtained all the goods of which he can conceive. 2549. 
it remains for the holy people to struggle with grace from on high to obtain the good things God promises in order to possess and contemplate God. Christ's faithful mortify their cravings and with the grace of God prevail over the seductions of pleasure and power. 2550. On this way of perfection, the Spirit and the Bride call whoever hears them to perfect communion with God. There will be true glory he, where no one will be praised by mistake or flattery. True honour will not refuse to the worthy nor granted to the unworthy. Likewise, no one unworthy will pretend to be worthy where only those who are worthy will be admitted. There true peace will reign where no one will experience opposition either from self or others. God himself will be virtue's reward. He gives virtue and promised to give himself as the best and greatest reward that could exist. I shall be their God and they will be my people. This is also the meaning of the Apostle's words, so that God may be all in all. God himself will be the goal of our desire. We shall contemplate him without end, love him without surfeit, praise him without weariness. This gift, this state, this act like eternal life itself will be assuredly common to all. Okay, very well. So we're finishing the um, the moral section with this. This is the, the end of the Tenth Commandment. And um, it is, um, more than anything, it is an invitation to, um, to have space in our hearts for God. Not to fill our hearts with the vain things. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Um, I don't know if it's like these um, the, these competitions where they give somebody uh, free rein in a supermarket to fill up his trolley with whatever he wants to put in his shopping cart. Uh, he's got whatever, 90 seconds to put in whatever he wants and he can keep it. And the problem is that... <sighs> When we, when we covet, when our heart is full of envy, it's like you arrive there like um, with, your, with your cart, with your trolley, already full of, of, of uh, junk, full of things that are no use, broken uh, electrical goods that nobody can fix. And our trolley is full of this and we have no space to put anything else. And God is inviting us to eternal life with him. He is inviting us to happiness. He's inviting us to fulfillment. And yet, we just want to have our own stuff. We want to have our own things. We think we know better. We think that God has made a mistake. This is why it is to be, uh, to be covetous, is to be deceived. Because we desire the things that do not make us happy. And we neglect the things that would make us happy. And so we end up um, messed up, we end up poor, we end up um, deceived. And really, the light that this commandment gives us allows us to see our poverty, but then also allows us to come to the Lord with open arms so we can be filled with him, so that he can give us his good things. And really, this um, this last section of the of the third part of the Catechism is a great invitation, an invitation to come to the Lord. We'll see tomorrow how it continues into prayer. 
because this is the um, that when we have an empty heart or when we see that our heart is full of vain things and we need it to be emptied we turn to the Lord in prayer and he does everything for us so again from tomorrow we'll be looking at prayer but just now we're finishing the the moral section of the catechism we're finishing the third part just about to enter the fourth part which is the shortest of the four parts the fourth part um, so anyway we'll start that tomorrow but just now as we finish this uh, this section I'm just going to read the in brief 2551 where your treasure is there will your heart be also 2552 the tenth commandment forbids avarice arising for passion for riches and their attendant power 2553 envy is sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to have them for oneself it is a capital sin 2554 the baptized person combats envy through goodwill humility and abandonment to the providence of god 2555 christ faithful have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires they are led by the spirit and follow his desires 2556 debasement from riches is necessary for entering the kingdom of heaven blessed are the poor in spirit 2557 i want to see god expresses the true desire of man thirst for god is quenched by the water of eternal life so very well we'll continue tomorrow and tomorrow is one of those days where we're only looking at one number so the number we're looking at tomorrow will be 2558 god bless